The Aryan Alternative, news and views for whites you won't find anywhere else. The Aryan Alternative is a print publication of uncensored news for whites. Issue 2 is available now. Be the first in your neighborhood to distribute news without the Jews by ordering 100 copies for $12 through the Vanguard News Network. Visit GoVNN.com for ordering information. The Aryan Alternative and the Vanguard News Network. No Jews, just right. note, we have Bush traveling to the Baltic states. In the past year, the United States have, has grown concerned over Putin's prosecution of business leaders, his increasing control of the press, and his involvement in the affairs of Georgia and other neighbors. In a joint news conference with Baltic leaders in Riga, Bush put more pressure on Putin by calling for, quote, free and open and fair elections in Belarus, the last dictatorship in Europe whose president, Alexander Lushenko, is backed by Putin. So what, what was the point of this trip? Is Bush just looking for frequent flyer miles or, or what? Look, in 1995, victory in Japan morphed into victory in the Pacific. And the Jews observed this. Uh, they're very good with words, and they've changed the whole meaning. When Bush's 47 landed in these countries, in Latvia, the newscasters in this country and on CNN Worldwide were talking about President Bush is talking about the, the, the terrible Nazi uh, invasion and uh, is, is uh, arriving to uh, speak about the Holocaust. So... That's why I call it the Holocaust Tour. And if you look at his speech, what he said on the, on the White House's website, uh, it just goes on and on. For one thing, he asked for God's blessings. And he says, you've recently known tyranny. You're offended by the oppression of others. We must turn away from a pessimism that abandons the goal and consigns millions to endless tyranny. The ideal of human dignity is not weary. Repression has no place on this continent. A welcoming and tolerant spirit will assure the unity and strength of your country. Minorities here have a responsibility as well. A country that unites all its people behind common ideals will multiply in strength and confidence. And then some of the worst of it, here it is, Latvia is facing the challenges that, challenges that come with ethnic diversity. And he also talks about the Nazis. He said they undertook a mad quest for racial purity. Well, look, <laughs> if you study these presidents, a whole lot of their speechwriters are Jewish, and if that's not the, wor the work of a Jew speechwriter, I'd be uh, astounded. It could be a, a particularly slavish Chavez Goy, but it just goes on. And look, then I began to look at the websites of these three Baltic countries. And Shane, point out that uh, you posted this on BNN forum. Yeah, it is on For BNN. I made a thread. Of, it's, uh, it's a little... Which uh, forum is it in? It's in uh, this just in. Okay, so in, in our news forum called This Just In, you can find yeah, the, the thread the that he's going to refer is, to, uh, filled with pictures he's going to talk about here. Yeah, it's George Bush's multi-cult Holocaust tour of the Baltic states in Georgia. Tomorrow, May 8th, is Victory in Europe Day. Now it's morphed into Holocaust Day. And Professor Kevin McDonald in Culture of Critique says that essentially the Holocaust has become an affirmation for the multi-cult. I also see it that in the 60s and the 70s, 
when in this country, in the Associated Press, reams and reams of, of Jew feminism were, were thrown at people every morning over the breakfast table. Uh, in those days, we read papers. In other words, it was a constant socialization, a watered-down communism, which was pumped into our people. Now all those people are in charge of the universities, they're in charge of the courts, and they're in charge of, the, of your television, essentially. So, in other words, Victory in Europe Day, just as Victory in Japan Day became a Victory in the Pacific, now it's Holocaust Day. And if you think that's extreme, it's not. Let me give you an example. I looked on the websites of the United States Embassy in these countries, uh, Latvia and Lithuania and Estonia. Now, in Latvia, which is where Bush went, they have linked uh, a, a Jew who came to the United States when he was a young man. His name was Rothkowitz. Well, they changed that to Roth. And his art, it, it's just a regular uh, neurotic art. This, this is not like Joshua Reynolds or something, you know, the English painter. Uh, oh, beautiful. Kane. Yeah. Kane, I've got to disagree. The guy has a beautiful, light, pea green background and on this he's extremely cleverly he's arranged a large what appears to me a white block sitting yeah. on a, another slightly smaller white block yeah. underlined with really a beautiful pink strip i mean this yeah, is this it, is art it, of a high it, order yeah it'd be nice if you were the third grade teacher you could give him an a but, uh, <laughs> exactly you need a lot of fantasy anyway this this is a jew named uh, who changes his name to roth rothkowitz and, 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 and now look, these, these are the kind of things they're putting on. Here's another example. Our ambassador in Estonia, she's on the Holocaust Commission, or was appointed to, recommended to be on it, I guess, for a five year, five years, I believe it was. Her dad was supposedly in some sort of German camp, although I guess he was some sort of righteous Christian. So there are her credentials, you see. Now she's in charge in Estonia. Then if you go over to Georgia and you look at the ambassador and his wife, that's Mr. and Mrs. Miles. Well, what does it say about them? Now, keep in mind, these are Republicans that are being appointed. These are not you know, leftist Democrats. Well, they were down in South Carolina in 1964 uh, uh, registering baboons to vote. You know, this is what they did. This was really important. <laughs> Somebody turn on the fire hose. Who is this that was registering them? Uh, it was uh, Miles? Yeah, the Miles, Mr. and Mrs. Miles. And they've been in government service for okay. 41 years. Uh, Sharon Miles looks to me like, she, well, let's, let's just say she's a Jewess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Our new term, which will be Googled in, uh, we, we think very broadly. But anyway, uh, so, so it just goes on and on what they want us to believe. But these three countries, as is Norway and uh, perhaps Sweden and Finland, they're essentially the only countries on earth, Iceland, very few of them, which currently have 6 or 8% or less of uh, non-whites. And they're very impressionable, and the Jews have an inordinate control over Bush when he comes into these countries because they're relatively poor, and uh, they know they can be influenced. For instance, on the Estonia website, they've got Bush sitting there with a Nigerian leader in a dashiki. Well, why do they have that? I mean, you know, why don't they have a picture of Bush in his 47 landing in Riga? What does a Nigerian mm -hmm. have to do with it? Well, Estonia has an open society, and right now they're allowing people to move there pretty much, you know, you don't need very much money at all. What do you mean by open society? Well, I mean, they, they need an influx of capital. They need an influx of talent. And uh, they've decided that the, the, the way to get it is to allow people to come there, the same way this country used to be, without four levels of government, federal, state, uh, county, and city, and, and you know, municipal, constantly on your back. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, you can do things relatively freely. They're small. They're not propagandized wow. by, by Judaism as we are. And uh, so... In other words, so now the movement is, I suppose the message is, 
why would they have a Nigerian on the embassy of La U.S. embassy in, in uh, Estonia on the front page with Bush? That doesn't even make sense. The Baltic states have always been a, a football between um, Western Europe and, and the Russians. It's it's basically a bunch of misplaced Scandinavians that uh, got stuck in a bad place on the continent and have been uh, really brutalized by Russia for the last um, 50 plus years under Judith dictatorship there. Yeah. And yeah, so why is Bush talking about Nazism in just a few years? Which was worse, a few years of Nazism or five decades of, uh, of Jewish-influenced communism? And this is the thing. they have. I have one interview I showed there, a segment of it with Bush, and they essentially ask him, who was to blame for World War II, do you think? And Bush interrupts the guy. He said, well, hey, let's not get into who was to blame. And I think that the reason for that is because with uh, revisionist history, we're starting to figure out all the Jewish influences and how they were causing trouble in Germany just as they are in our country sure. now, extreme sure. similarities to the Weimar Republic. And right. they don't well, want these things parsed out. Yeah, well, there were a lot of Americans that, that wanted a commie-free Europe, you know, Patton mm -hmm. and, and, and Lindbergh. Unfortunately, most of Europe doesn't realize how eviscerated we were uh, during the Cold War and, and up until now the final death uh, uh, sentence that we've we've gotten by jewelry. So a lot of people are playing catch up on on America as an ideal and as a as a country, and so they're 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 prone to be sympathetic to American leaders because they were at least willing to help them fight communism in the beginning at least, and uh, now they, they they have to play that catch up. You know they're willing to give Bush the benefit of the doubt, but there's so many Jewy things going around them that. Uh, even people who consider themselves conservative uh, are, are are finding out they have to distance themselves uh, from Bush, just as the Americans do. Well, I'd make one little point, which is that uh, the last time really a major public figure spoke up against and mentioned that Jews are separate from whites and have interests that are opposed to ours was Charles Lindbergh in Des Moines in, I think, 19, what was it, 39? It was before World War II anyway. And he mentioned that these, these people, the, the Anglomaniacs and the Jews, were uh, pushing us into war. And that he was basically uh, destroyed as a public figure after that, uh, which is a testament to the media power of the Jews. But now we're seeing a, a recrudescence of the same fact-based sentiments and all the stuff that Chain is saying. We're pointing out, here's what the Jews actually did over in Eastern Europe. And here's how our administration kowtows to them. And now you're you're seeing... You're seeing a slightly different tack. What you see at VNN is people making all of Lindbergh's points without being polite about it. Because being it. polite about it doesn't work. What works is direct, in-your-face pressure, an anti-chutzpah supplied by Aryans who will not be denied by Jews in, in any way or in any forum. We won't listen to those people anymore. We've heard what they have to say. They're, they're mean death and misery to the rest of the world. And now we're fighting back. And you listening to this, you belong with us because we are the good guys. There's really a plethora of Americans that, that uh, tried to, to keep us out of, out of World War II and, and, and tried to keep uh, the American political system on track. But uh, unfortunately, they were silenced, suppressed, um, murdered, discredited, you name it. And now we've got this hodgepodge. It's really an embarrassment. Well, the thing is with Lindbergh was that Lindbergh was a great man. There's no other way to put it. He was respected by everybody. He was brave, daring, extremely respectable. He always spoke, you know, what people consider reasonably. And yet he was destroyed for simply stating the facts that we are being led into war by people who have different interests than what the majority huh, want. The majority of Americans, 90%, did not want to get involved in World War II. 
it was necessary to manufacture an incident just as they manufactured 911 and just as they manufactured uh, what was it, the Lusitania in World War One to get us into that. So the point is that being nice really doesn't work in this stuff. Good organization and having your facts in line is what will work. And uh, you can't worry about the response you're going to get. The, the stakes are too high to allow Jews to keep getting away with this because what the history of the places that Bush visited shows is that they will murder people. The Jews well, are killers and liars. You know, he went into Georgia, and Larventi Beria is from Georgia, so yeah, but Chain it was Holocaust Day. You know, Chain, hey. Chain, people don't know who Beria is. Why don't you tell them who Beria is? Alexander Solzhenitsyn won the, Gula, won the Nobel Prize for the Gulag Archipelago. Well, he's published a new book. Uh, what is it, 200 Years Amongst Them? And uh, it hasn't even yeah. been translated into English yet, but it has to do with the, 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 the Jews in the Bolshevik regime and all the commissars who murdered literally tens of millions of white people in the Ukraine and in the Gulag Archipelago. And Laventi Beria was the henchman directly under Stalin, and he's the Jew who was responsible for it. He carried it out, and uh, they say he kept a, a, a white children, I guess, male and female, in an adjoining office, and when he wanted a little afternoon delight, he'd just step inside and, and bang him and then strangle him to death. By the, the most conservative estimates, you can search it in Google. I hope white people listening, especially young, will do it. Just look it up. Beria, B-E-R-I-A, and then a plus sign, and then say uh, 20 million. The, the word's in English, 20 million, not the figure. And you'll come up with lots of hits. It occurred. Now, if it's four or five times as big as the supposed Holocaust, where's the news about it? You know, why, why couldn't Bush say never again in, in uh, Georgia will, will someone like this rise up and, and kill all of these people? Uh, it's suppressed information. And this is the, the difference. The, the Jews want to claim that during communism, oh, they were oppressed. Well, by and by after, uh, you know, from 1917 onward, you know, by the late 1950s or the late 40s, certainly, that was beginning to happen. A lot of these Jewish commissars died peaceful deaths, some of them in Israel. Old men on a, with a pension in Israel. We, we need to get this word out. There's one standard for Jews and another standard for white people. Mm -hmm. And you listening to this need to ask yourself why you've never heard of Beria, why your president isn't denouncing him in the, in the land in which he operated. The answer is that his speechwriters are related to Beria. Same people, same mentality, different cover words. They call them neoconservatives now, but uh, they were communists yesterday. It's the same thing. If you know that they're a Jew, you know what you need to know. That's the operative word. And some of them suffered just as badly as uh, supposedly they, they suffered in German camps. They were in the gulag. They were frozen. If you read uh, uh, Dostoevsky's book about it and, and later on, um, oh, yeah. Solzhenitsyn's Ivan Davinovich. The day of the life of Ivan Denisovich. Oh, there's no yeah. question that the, the gulag was far worse than uh, the German camp system. Yeah. And besides, and what's they, the difference <laughs> of bullet in the brain or suffering? I mean, it's death, death, but... One of the key things to remember is, is this was vastly, it was multi multiples of times worse than, than what the Jews claim happened to them. Sure. Well, what the Jews claim is a lie, first of all. There were no six million people killed. Mm -hmm. And uh, one day, soon enough, they'll admit to it. Yeah, we made up the lies about the soap and the, uh, and the, the lampshades, and they'll admit eventually that the gassings were a lie. They've got the records that show that there were no six million people in those camps. They've reduced the plaque at Auschwitz from saying four million to saying 1.5 million. What's Edgar Steele's quote on that, Alex? Can you say, well, you know, in all of Europe there were, what, 2.4 million Jews at um, the outbreak of World War II. And then after the war there were 3.8 million who made claims. And then, uh, uh, tragically, 6 million yeah, were lost. 
Yeah, it's it's something like that. It's just the the, ma- the point is that the math doesn't work out. Uh, there there were not there were not that number of of Jews under Hitler's control, and they certainly the ones that were under his control were not all killed. The extent there was any killing, it was probably you know under a million. It was on the Eastern Front where you're having really vicious battle between the German nationalists and the, the Jew led uh, communists, and a lot of the commissars, the political instructors in the army were Jews. And these are the people who carried out the famine and the slaughter in Eastern Europe that Chain is talking about. And exactly the same genes, the same mentality, the same mindset, the same exact type of people is in America today, and they're running the homeland security. Guys like Chertoff, right, there's a good Russian name. It happens to mean the devil. This guy's running your homeland security. We didn't need security before the damn Jews showed up because we didn't really have any enemies. We were happily uh, living over here in America, and all we had to do was keep the Mexicans out which wasn't a problem until Jews showed up and revised the Immigration Act in 65 to let them all in. Jews mean death to white people. And uh, Shertoff's wife, by the way, is named Meryl Shertoff. She was a lobbyist. She's a lawyer. And she was, I'm not sure if she still is, on the executive board of the New Jersey branch of the uh, Anti-Defamation League, which is a radical Zionist hate organization. When Shertoff was confirmed in the Senate, I kept waiting. I said, okay, who's going to pop this? I sent emails, and, uh, you know, they know, but nothing happened, nothing. Nothing at about nothing at all about that. Imagine if you know. I suppose if if, if it were Spick and you were on La Raza, that'd be fine too. But if somebody was in Euro or, or the League of the South, uh, you could bet that would be all up. Uh, you, you know, American Renaissance. What they ordinarily do is simply uh, obtain information by legal and illegal ways, and uh, they feed this information on their enemies to the uh, the cops and uh, have them bust them. At the same time, they push legislatures to pass laws out, bit, out uh, outlawing the type of thing we're saying here, which is nothing but descriptive of, of what they're up to. Uh, free speech is not a Jewish value. Free speech is completely opposed to Jewish values. Jewish life is inherently totalitarian, following a, a huge number of commandments and believing that you know you're a god, and non-Jews are just animals. And that's why Beria could use them, could use uh, goy kids as uh, as Chain described. It's perfectly in line with Jewish uh, with Jewish teaching to abuse goy children that way. Won't read about it in the New York Times, though. We're going to be doing a show, too, about ritual Jewish murder before too long, and it'll include this thing uh, about the Tophet, which was an area southwest of Jerusalem. And uh, in antiquity, they actually would offer their children to a fiery sacrifice. And coincidentally, the meaning of Holocaust used to be burnt offering. I think that has to do with part of the reason they chose it. In the, in the case of the Tophet, the, the word Tophet came from uh, tabret or Tophet drums because uh, what they would do is offer their children just like uh, Abraham and Isaac, essentially, except it, it was to fire. And if you've ever seen these uh, statuary with, with the bull and, uh, you know, you know the bull in the Bible, we all learned this in Sunday school, those of us who are old mm-hmm. enough to have gone when we were a kid. This is what the, the, the false calf, the golden calf, and all this is what it sure. is. And you yeah. can see the statuary. They, it just looks like a Texas steer with big horns, you know, like the Colossus of Rhodes, but a, a smaller version. They, they would make a fire at the base of some of these in some cases, and it says that they would uh, lay the infant there on the hot metal, and the infant would just uh, burn. But they would have the drums. The reason Tophet was the name is because they would play the drums as a ceremony, and uh, you could not hear so easily the screams of the children. Look, this stuff is all over Jeremiah and the Bible. Just look it up, T-O-P-H-E-T. Drop it into Google. You know, this is not some fantasy we're having. Come on. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. The, their whole culture is is predicated upon death and control. And, and, and uh, when is it going to stop for white people? The point is that the, you listening to Goy Fire, you know, we we are we're going to do this weekly, and and in the future we'll probably do it even more often than that. Is to get you information that is completely suppressed by the, the people who commit all these atrocities that you've never heard of. All you've ever heard of is the German people and Southerners and Catholic priests are the bad guys the dangers that we have to watch out for. And people are so brainwashed in this area. When you look around at people you know of German descent and contrast them with people you know of Jewish descent, which one seems likelier to be evil? Which one seems much more paranoid? Which one is likelier to be a swindler? It's the Jew in every, in every possible case. Which one's trying to you know, sell crappy art and pass it off like it's some kind of great thing like this Rothko we're talking about in the third? It's a Jew. It's all Jewish stuff. The Jew is the problem. Not the Aryan, not the German, not the white, not the white European. Now they're trying to get, you know, they're trying to set up a depart whiteness studies in college to further attack our race under the guise of an academic discipline. They're trying to do the same thing with hate. We need to have a, a interdisciplinary studies of uh, hate studies. You know, what's you your know, favorite Jewish automobile? Where are their automobiles? What, you know, yeah, what, what are they built? Who, who, who determines what hate is? Well, it's the people who hate us. The Jew says what hate is. The Jew's the only one to define what hate is. Well, his religion tells him that you are an animal. Just keep that in mind. The guy who's declaring hate, who's defining hate to all mankind, is someone who believes that non-Jews are animals. Cattle-like, yeah. So if there's any race on earth that deserves the, the, the moniker a hate race, it's, it's certainly the Jew. You know, it's almost as if he's... Uh you know, he's, he's pro, uh, prognosed what we're going to call him and, uh, you know, labels us that term, so it puts us on the defensive. And yeah, and the uh, thing is, the thing is, they can get away with it because we can't fire back at them except through, like, shows like this. Like, Glory right. Fire talk about the reality of it, but, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to get posted in the New York Times complaining about the Jews. No one is. You've got to be on their... their system to uh, to get that well you you were in the times of london alex they put your name in vanguard news network in the they put it in there but it was uh whatever they were simply not the case it was absolutely wrong i mean the british papers get stuff wrong all the time the idea that they're better than the media is just laughable i mean they're both really bad by and by uh vnn will get mentioned more and more frequently you're listening to glory fire on the vanguard news network 